All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What's What BR. We have friend and returning guest, Congressman Garrett Graves. How are you, sir? Hey, doing great. How about you? I am amazing when it's 58 degrees in the morning when I wake up and go outside. Like This is not bad. It is not. It is not bad at all. Yeah, this feels great. It, it's got me this close to thinking like I maybe could start like a jog in the morning. And then I'm like, yeah, but then I got to, I got to make it back to the house. So I, I'm like, no, it's all right. I'll skip it for now. No, this, so, is, this no. is definitely the time of the year to take that up. It, it feels so good outside. It, uh, it's awesome. It's like one of those one, one of the two weeks of the year where you're, where you think about uh, uh, eating dinner or breakfast or whatever out on the, the, the patio or outside somewhere. It, it is fantastic weather out. It is. It's the time of year where I start drinking hot coffee. I go from iced coffee to hot coffee and I try to have meetings outside to do it. So that's literally where I'm at. So, so one of these days, maybe we'll do, we'll wait for the other day of the year that it's cold and we'll see if we can coordinate. But <laughs> we get like two of these, I think is what we get. Um, so tell me what's going on. It's Friday dating ourselves. We're October 14th. We're going in before the Florida game this weekend. We've got everybody. Looks like we'll have some decent weather kind of coming through the weekend. How are things? Looks like you're in Baton Rouge today. So you're not uh, over on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in, I was in Washington uh, earlier this week. Uh, home. Now we, uh, we were in Denham Springs and Gonzales and Baton Rouge uh, yesterday, but just been traveling around the, the district a good bit, just trying to hit the the parishes, uh, all, you know, everywhere from north of Baton Rouge down to the coast and meet with a bunch of people. I uh, spend a lot of time talking about energy and cost of living and uh, things like uh, transportation projects that um, folks want to see move forward, but but not move forward in a way that, that causes more disruption. disruption. So I've uh, been, been busy. In fact, you, you might have seen the, the city parish is looking at uh, doing a new stormwater fee. So folks are folks are asking about that and uh, so a lot, lot going on right now. That's, uh, you know, it's funny. I was going to mention, you, you made me think you mentioned the stormwater fee and it's the same thing. I had a conversation with somebody the other day. We were talking about the infrastructure, the interstate that they're about to start, but then they were complaining like, Oh my God, you know what the traffic's going to be. I'm like, I've listened to you complain about traffic for like 15, 20 years. And now we're going to get the problem fixed and you're just going to complain. I'm like, what, what, what do you want? Like, yeah. how do you expect them to fix it? You know, it's like, it's got to get done. We've got to do something. And then at the same time, I've started, you hear people, everybody, you know, before, you know, this week, everybody's just, you know, we got to fix the drain. We got to get this done. We've got to do this. And then it's like, oh, this, it's like, oh, well, no, I'm not going to play. Well, how are you going to get it done? <laughs> I, I don't understand. I couldn't be in your shoes. It's like, I need this to happen. Well, we're going to work on it. Well, we're going to make it happen. Oh, wait, no, I don't want to make it happen that way. So it's like you can't win. Well, look, I think that uh, certainly you got you got a lot of projects out there that people are frustrated about that, that haven't happened. I mean, you know, when you look at the fact that we're talking about drainage or stormwater issues, uh, the projects and the solutions that are being talked about are, are the same things that people began talking about in the 1980s and then really began getting traction in the early 1990s. And here we are 30 years later. And folks are finally talking about building. So, you know, I certainly do understand the frustration. Uh, I, I also understand the necessity, meaning if we don't move forward on some of these projects, then our community is going to continue to have these repetitive flooding problems. 
Um, you know, but but Brendan, it really applies to the interstate of the traffic solutions as well. I mean, uh, I, I still am just amazed by this. The bridge that we call the new bridge was built before you and I were born. And, yeah. you, you know, I mean, like you think about that for a minute. And, and so we have right now, Baton Rouge has the fourth worst traffic in America, the fourth worst. And so if, if we were back, you know, sort of at, 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 at even if we didn't have these major traffic problems, we would get back 62 hours a year of our life. Um, 62 hours a year. I mean, think about that. All the, you know, having that time back to spend time with family, friends, uh, hobbies, sleeping, working, whatever it is that you want to do. It's just, it's a loss of productivity. It's an inefficient place to, to be doing business and living. And so, uh, you know, it's, 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 an, it's a really is a parallel in the stormwater or the drainage issues. These are things that should have been done decades and decades ago. And so now when you find yourself in this situation where it's this bad, the solutions are usually pretty painful as well. And as you may have seen, this, the state highway departments talking about effectively consolidating the interstate down to, to potentially one lane in each direction, which, yeah. you know, you sit there and think, wait a minute, you think traffic's bad now, just wait. Uh, <clears throat> so it, it, it is frustrating, but, but I think the real, the real source of the frustration is that we're in a situation now where we're solving problems that should have been fixed 30, 40, 50 years ago. And, and because of procrastination and lack of planning and lack of budgeting, we're, we're having to deal with them now because they're full-fledged crisis. And, and just to put a finer point on that, on that traffic thing, you know, you have the, the, the three top cities with worse traffic. It's, it's New York, LA, and Miami, all right? Wow. Then it's Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which means our traffic is worse than Chicago, worse than Atlanta, worse than Washington, D.C., worse than San Francisco, worse than Houston, you know, Dallas, whatever city you want to put in. And, and our population is anywhere close to those places. So it really is crazy. That's well, <laughs> I, think, I think what you know comes to mind. I've got, you know, Terry in my office, you know, she's always she taught me a saying, you know, and it's just stuck with me over the years, you know, and she's been amazing help. And what she's always talking about, she's like, I never want you having to work on the reactive, you know, I always want you on the proactive, you know, and I feel like on some of these things, kind of like what you're saying, it's like, we should have done this a long time ago. And it's like, how do we get out of that cycle, you know, instead of reacting to things and then going, well, traffic's bad. So let's fix it. How about, hey, traffic's going to get bad let's fix it. You know, like, how do we get on the proactive side of these things? And, I, and it's hard in private business. I can only imagine the government side of it because it's like, well, we've got to get this. Well, the traffic's bad, but also, you know, we got a healthcare problem or we've got a pandemic to deal with. And it's like, well, if everything's a priority, nothing's a priority. And so how do you fight and who wins? And guys like you've got to go fight that fight every day. Well, it, it sounds like you need to take that book, uh, The Seven ha Habits of Highly Effective People and uh, Adapt It for Government. Uh, that's exactly yeah. what, what, what that book uh, talks about. It's just, uh, you know, thinking forward and, and being proactive on issues. And that's ex it's exactly right. I mean, it, it is what needs to happen now. But unfortunately, and you, 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 you kind of touched on this earlier, you know, government is known for being um, both slow and expensive. And uh, we, we used to always laugh kind of behind the Corps of Engineers back and we'd always say, you know, they, they may be slow, but at least they're expensive. And then we'd giggle and, you know, <laughs> but, but it, it really kind of applies to government across the board. And the thing is, is that it really is kind of sad because 
government's the one that needs to be out there focusing on some of these fundamentals, like making sure our community's safe, making sure that you know we we have low crime, that we're, we don't have to worry about flooding, to make sure that the infrastructure is there, like roads and bridges, and um, and and it just seems like what's happened with government is that there's kind of been this um, paralysis through analysis, meaning that 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 all they're doing is studying, evaluating considering things and they've developed these the, this this project development and implementation process that is you know as slow as molasses and so as things change government can't ever keep up because it's just moving at a slower pace it's like trying to catch somebody driving you know you're driving 20 miles an hour and you're trying to catch someone driving 70 you're you're not going to get there um and and unfortunately that's that seems to be sort of the analogy between you know government being that 20 mile per hour vehicle and and the public being the 70 mile per hour vehicle. And, and, and the government is just, it has become so bureaucratic that they're just unable to keep up with the needs of the public. And that has to change. I'll tell you, you know, it's funny. It's, I probably shouldn't say this, but I feel like I've gotten to know you well enough yeah, over the that's, years with that's the show. Exactly, see, that's it. You got to go with instinct, <laughs> just say it. <laughs> so it's, have you seen... You know, everybody's got these in their office, right? They have these motivational posters. It's like the bear, you know, at the water, you know, catching yeah, the fish yeah. or, you know, it's teamwork. They have a company that's come out and they do the same thing. And it's like the same font. They have a big picture. And you made me think of it. And I went and pulled it up on the other screen. They've got one where it's like, it's got the capital, you know, on a yeah. big, nice, beautiful picture. And then underneath it, it says government. And then the little slogan underneath it, that's supposed to be motivating. It says, if you think the problems we create are bad, just wait until you see our solutions. You know? Love it. Love it. So, it it, it is amazing. Yeah. I, I will tell you, sitting sometimes in these, in these committee meetings or, or on the House floor, and just I hear some of the things come out of other people's mouths sometimes, and I'm just like looking at them like, oh, my God, I can't believe they just said that. You know, but it kind of goes back to just the diversity of the country. You know, I like to pick on California sometimes, but yeah, you know, you, you, you have these folks that may just be living in an entirely different planet than where we live in South Louisiana. And sometimes, you know, again, just the things that they say are, are come out of their mouth. Uh, you, you just look at them like, I, I, how can you possibly think it's a good idea? And look, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, th this was a few years ago before California actually officially made the announcement we were in committee and, and one of the guys was talking about banning all uh, vehicles that weren't electric vehicles. And you're just looking at them just like, like, how do you even do that? Like the, the technology is not there. You don't, I mean, an 18 wheeler can't pull a trailer on batteries. You can't pull a boat or a horse trailer uh, any significant distance on batteries. And, you know, I mean, but just dead serious. Yeah. I think we should just ban all electric vehicles. And, uh, you know, look, they have a place and uh, I love the technology when it makes sense, but, but just coming in and forcing things like that, it, you know, you're just like, wow, um, it, it's remarkable. It you know, and, I, and I think part of the problem, and I think, I guess I'd say this, you know, I think part of the problem, you know, it's guys like me, it's like everybody else, you know, I mentioned earlier, I'm a kind of a get it done now guy. And I think that's, and I don't mean, I don't think this is a negative. I just think that society as a whole has moved to a now society. You know, I've used this analogy, you know, before that if you went back, you know, before the internet and you, and you and I were talking and we were talking, I don't know, make up something like Eddie Van Halen, like when's Eddie Van Halen's birthday? You'd be like, I have no idea. 
you know, and so you'd walk around just wondering this information and you'd see somebody maybe with a Van Halen shirt be like, hey, do you happen to your fan? Like, you know what his birthday is? Like, no. And so you would just want to know this information. You'd have to yeah. wait, you know, and it's not going to be an encyclopedia. You're not going to find it. Now, if you're like, hey, when's his birthday? Be like, hang on two seconds. You know, like, I know yeah. this is the date. Like, yeah. We're a now culture. And so it may be, it could be that maybe just, you know, the government and the solutions, maybe they are just, you know, they take slower, they take time. Maybe there's more to it, but it's also, like you said, maybe we're going, maybe it's 70 and 20, but maybe you got a society now that, you know, we got younger kids. My daughter, she had to wait for something. Like she's 14 and I'm in such an enabler. Like she calls me the other night, you know, like I need to get, you know, food brought to me. I'm at dance. I'm like, will download the, you know, the food app, whatever it is, the waiter or AS or Uber. I'm like, just order something because I don't have time to run over there and drop something off to you. Yeah. It's like, we're a now society yeah. and it's, we're just enabling it. And I think that when you look at it through that lens, something that maybe have taken a year, year and a half where everybody else is like, I don't get it. Why does it take so long? And you compound, yeah. compound that with, you're going to do what? Like no cars? without an engine like you're gonna do that how good luck yeah <laughs> yeah no you're, you're you're right it it is it is remarkable and look there's some there's some great there's some great conveniences or benefits as a result of, of technology but it also has has totally adjusted expectations you know the the analogy that we used to talk about sometimes you know just like Amazon you know I mean think about it if somebody's sitting there, uh, wearing a shirt that you like or whatever. And you're like, Oh, I like that shirt. And you know, like, Oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try and get over to gotcha's and go buy it at some point. You know, then, <laughs> you know, meanwhile, you're, you're pulling up your phone and you're, you know, kind of this Amazon type scenario up oh, there. It is boom. It's going to be at my door tomorrow, you know, and, and it, and it really has changed expectations, but this kind of goes back to the, you know, what I, what I brought up before the 20 mile per hour car and the 70 mile per hour car. It, because the private sector has been able to transform or revolutionize, government needs to be able to do that too. And, and I'll, I'll give an example of something that was just crazy. Um, so you remember the 2016 flood we had, and we had a ton of people call in our office and they would say, hey, um, I need your help with FEMA or I need your help with small business administration or whatever else. And, and so these people, you know, they're, they're calling us from their cell phone and they're at home. And I'm like, okay, yeah, look, what I need you to do is go to our website and you're gonna see this form. I need you to pull that form down you know, print it out or type onto it, sign it and, and send it to us. And these people are like, um, did I not mention that my house is under you know, 10 feet of water? And so is my computer and my printer and my, you know, and you're like, ooh, you know, you sit there thinking, okay, I can do all of my banking. I can do, you know, whatever on, on my phone and government can't do that. So we actually had to get together and pass a law. I mean, there was a, the, the Privacy Act of 1974 um, prohibited us from, from doing an app to allow uh, uh, us to be able to serve our constituents in a, in a quick manner, you know, sort of using electrons as opposed to, to using paper. And, and so we, we finally passed the law that allowed us to, to do this. And, you know, another scenario, Brandon, is, you know, people would be overseas and lose their passport. And so they'd be overseas, lose their passport, and we would have to say, well, yeah, look, I need you to print out a piece of paper and sign it and send it to us. You know, they're like, I'm in, you know, Afghanistan, you know, like, yeah, how does that work? And, and, and so it, it, it really is just this huge problem that I think government 
is inherently slower. Uh, they're inherently, you know, going back to the beginning of the conversation, more reactive. And, 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 and it's almost like the public just kind of expects it. And they shouldn't. We, we, government should uh, be able to move faster. Government should be able to take advantage of some of the, the, the um, innovation of the private sector and provide that kind of customer service to, uh, to, to, to the people out there, to the citizens. And I'm not saying that they need to be necessarily the tip of the spear, the government needs to be the best innovators, but they at least need to provide some degree of comparable service within you know, some degree of reasonable time. Yeah, no, I talked to somebody, you know, the other day and I think, and honestly, I think it's guys like you that are stepping in there and, you know, if you realize we keep our running analogy, you know, like if we're running, we've got, you know, the, you know, business and citizens, everybody, you know, if they're cruising at 70 and we're going 20, I don't think, you know, you know, the answer is, you know, you could say, let's, okay, let's find a way to drive the car, you know, 90 and get ahead of it. But that's such a huge, you know, undertaking, but you've got to have people, I think that are doing what I would use the analogy and believe that you're doing that they're going, you know, Hey, if we're going 20. Okay. We're going 20. I admit it, but let's just start solving problems that are ahead of them. Let's, let's just like, yeah. let's just skip ahead. You know, we can't yeah. catch up with them, but let's go pave the road, you know, ahead of them, yeah. you know, and let's get some of those things done. And I think that's, it, it, it just takes a little bit of extra thinking. And I think, you know, with more people, you know, as yourself get in there, we get, you know, Older, I don't mean to beat up on some of these guys, but you know, some of these people kind of age out, retire, and we get some new blood in there. You know, there's pretty much not a service that I can't go to and live chat, you know, with somebody online. But like, if I've got to call a government office for a question, it's like, please hold four hours, we'll get yeah. to you, maybe. You know, it's like, I can't just live chat or I can't just, you know, send something in. You know, I think those are going to be things where it's going to become just the norm. You know, I use the analogy that nowadays, and it's gotten better with Office 365 and Google, that if you hired someone, at least in my world, if I hired someone or if you and I were even probably working a project and I was like, hey, I'm going to build the spreadsheet. I'm going to get it updated. I'm going to send you the spreadsheet in an email. And then if I was like, hey, can you put your updates in it and then email it back to me? It becomes this like, wait. We don't have like a live document. We can do, we're still emailing attachments back and yeah. forth. They would look at me like I was crazy, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. but that's just become the norm. So I think as that norm and the population and new people come to office, that will become, you know, the stand, like just things come the standard and we just have to realize that again, it's going to take a little bit of time, but I, that's me as the entrepreneur that's wired as an optimist. Like it just has to happen because there's going to be enough people in office at one point and go, this is a mess. I've been doing this since I was born. We need to bring this to here. And you'll start seeing some of those changes, I have to believe. So could be wrong. No, I, 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 think, you're, I think you're right that, uh, you know, you, you made two really good points. Just one, if government is going to continue to be slower, how do, you, how do you think ahead and say, okay, so if they're going that much faster than me, um, how can we set up a process where we're not going to be the thing slowing them down. So we allow them to start the application process or begin going through uh, some of these evaluations much earlier just to anticipate where they're going to be at what period of time. And I think that that's a, a really good approach. It is something that we've, we've tried to do and even trying to put online some of the regulatory, you know, the things like permits and, and National Environmental Policy Act analyses and just putting these things online as opposed to, oh, let me email you this updated document um, or 
being in a situation where you have to call, you know, Jim or Jane to figure out, hey, what's the status of my permit? And, and just having all of this stuff online where you can do portals. Um, and, 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 but it's another example of where government, it just, it just kind of, well, this is kind of the way we've always done things. And you have these people that have been working in government for a long period of time. And, you know, they're just kind of resistant to change. But uh, despite the fact that the that the private sector or that every other aspect of people's lives are operating at an entirely different pace. Um, so we, we have been um, uh, working on a number of, of other smaller bills, kind of like the, the one that mm -hmm. I talked about uh, for the for the, you know, the Privacy Act thing, uh, asking mm -hmm. for help, asking for help, uh, a number of things like that, just trying to do little rifle shot fixes where we can be be more helpful and let government work faster, work smarter. Yeah. Well, you hit two hot buttons for me, and I've got to mention them, and I'll jump to one last thing and let you get out of here. It kills me and pains me, and, you know, any business I'm involved in, we'll sit down at a table, and we'll ask, you know, like, we're working a problem, and it's like, okay, well, why do we do it like this? And then somebody inevitably always goes, well, that's what we've always done. It. And I'm like, all right, change your answer or leave the room, because you're not helping me at all, you know? And yeah. So it's either that or I get the... So you want to do what? That sounds like a lot of work. I'm like, well, excuse me, but I believe we all woke up and got dressed and came to work today. So can we just do the work that needs to be done? So those are the two that kill me. But, you know, Lad, before I let you run out, of, you know, I wanted to give you a little time you know, without, you know, the press releases and the regular, you know, traditional, what I would call, you know, kind of media, you know, what's some of the stuff that you've got the passion for that you're working on right now to tell people, you know, just like, Hey, cut the, you know, five page press release or the one page, like, Hey, we're, this is what we're killing today. You know, this is what we're hunting for tomorrow. You know, kind of what's yeah. happening. Yeah. 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 No, I'll, I'll run through a few things and actually talk about things I'm working on right now. So uh, number one, you've seen this issue with the, the stormwater fee that the parish, the uh, city parish is trying to push out on people, uh, the, the EPA and the, is forcing the city parish to negotiate all of this under a non-disclosure agreement. Look, these are government entities. These aren't private companies or trade secrets. This is the Department of Justice, the Environmental Protection Agency, and city parish of Baton Rouge. We're the public. They have nothing to hide from us. Uh, still working on trying to break through that, to allow us to have more transparency to understand why they want to try and impose a, up to half a billion dollar uh, new fee or tax on us over the next 10 years. Uh, secondly, we have right now, about six and a half billion dollars in flood protection projects that are turning dirt that are underway, uh, flood protection, navigation, coastal restoration, things along those lines. So uh, some of them right here in the capital region, we're spending a lot of time on. One of them is called Five Bayous, Jones Creek, Ward Creek, Bayou Fountain, uh, Beaver Bayou and Blackwater Bayou. Uh, it's been delayed a little bit. So we're working to try to push the project moving forward. They've had to cut some of the scope because of cost of living and, and just a, a supply chain and all the expensive things. So working on trying to get that project sort of maximizing it, figuring out if they need additional funds and how we can get them. Comet project up north of Baton Rouge, which is another major drainage project. Um, that one, they've had some huge delays related to a gas pipeline. So trying to work through and get that one uh, back on track and, and, and get some additional funding for it. Um, we've got this, this FEMA bill we're moving through because keep in mind, we're toward the end of the year. So between now and the end of the calendar year, that's it. Any bill that's in the queue that's moving through the process, we've got to get it done by the end of the calendar year. So we have bills on FEMA, we have bills on aviation and use of drones. Um, we have advanced air uh, mobility and some of the new technologies related to 
um, aviation that are moving forward, fundamentally changing the way disasters are done. So just really a whole bunch of different bills that are right now in the queue. And with this squeeze time, oh, actually one more I'll bring up uh, because it's something huge for people in, in our region is there's this, there's this provision that's been in law for over 40 years that if you were a police officer, a teacher, a firefighter, you know, public employee, that your social security benefits are actually cut as compared to somebody who did not work in, uh, in those professions. And so we, it's been like this for 40 years. And we have a bill that has 305 co-sponsors out of 435 members of Congress. And, and they have been blocking our attempts to force the bill for a vote. So we've got, a, again, a two-month window, two-and-a-half-month window to, to try and get that one through the process. So they're spending a lot of time on some of these things. At the end of the year, it's crunch time. But oftentimes, this is, this is where you really are able to get your last you know, group of bills done and get a good bit done. So we're, we're just really cranking on that right now, trying to get some of these these important bills done before the end of the year. Awesome. Well, look, I appreciate the time. you got a hell of a lot more important things to do than talk to me. So I appreciate you taking the time and just some of these, you know, updates for everybody. I'll let you run, you know, do that, but love having you on here and just the straight information. So I appreciate it very much. Hey, so. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. It was good visiting with you again. All right. Talk to you soon. See you.